0: We'll <laughs> be
1: Pretty much the sentiment right now amongst blues.
0: Fans. I mean it's too far down. It's, just, it's so, only three to two, but
1: only. But yeah, so this week Blues Hockey Podcast is back after a little bit of delay. Like I said, life got in the way, plus uh, I think every night that we were free a blues game was on. Right. So and it was just uh Chris preparing for a big summer. You a lot of festivals this year compared to last year. Yeah, you were Yeah, barely in you, Or you barely left town, I think, last year. And this year looks like you're out and about quite a bit. Maybe going to suck. Yeah. So you are out and about. I will not be. <laughs> nice. Actually, I take back. back. Um, I want to be a single dad for like four days. Three days. All right. Because uh, my wife is heading to Chicago for a conference. Lovely. Yeah, so I, so I told her, I'm like, yep, ye, <laughs> my kid is eating McDonald's and... Whatever mm. she wants for three days. I should be for breakfast. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Because I'm no, not no. Like, gonna try anything. <laughs> so anyway, uh, then we're back, and so before we left, you it was the end of the season, playoff predictions, so on and so forth. Um, my prediction, 100% wrong. Uh, Chris, still in play, technically.
0: No, I said seven,
1: you said seven. I said blues and six. So I'm, I had a chance to pull it out, but so we're coming to you after game five, which the last three years. Game fives, man. Blues fans have just not been well. Yeah, three or oh, two years. Well, something happened last month.
0: night because I read a stat: that the Blues have lost four consecutive game fives in the series of time. Yeah, and the That's Minnesota really good... Wild, until last night, had never. Yeah. Won a game five of their time. This is the first time in franchise history oh,
1: the Minnesota Wild have held a three-two lead in the series. Mind you, they're you know around what like fifteen years. Um, I would say, roughly every two thousand-ish. So yeah, so because oh, I was in high school, eighteen. Anyway, so about fifteen years, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna just go quickly over the games. I'm not gonna go through a full recap of every game. Um, I'll be honest, like usually. I'm the one that's very optimistic, and Chris is usually the pessimistic one of us. Or at least... I'm very
0: bipolar when it comes to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, so... we win,
0: like, we're sky's the limit, and
1: when we lose, like, it's over. Yeah, so I admit, like, I go through the ebbs and flows. I try to, but I admit, like, this week, um, I think one of the reasons is because the job, I have no more stress. Yeah. So I think like uh, like I usually use the hockey as like a stress reliever. So I'm like trying to get upset about it because there's no right. point because if I'm already upset about other things, but job's fantastic. So I have to get super upset about something. And, sure. Uh, and unfortunately, after last night, I think I hit the breaking point where I don't think I got on a Twitter rant per se, but just like a huge just like, you got <laughs> we, know, I it. Yeah, We went on the I like the thing the clip two clips that you posted, which I thought were exactly the things I was thinking was the clip from. Uh, Half baked.
0: How <laughs> someone's addressing the players? Yes.
1: you, F you, you're cool. cool. And F-U yeah, you're that's awesome. and the, the guy who says cool is Vladimir Tarasenko because he's the only one doing his anything. Andrew Gallon. Yeah, mean, aside from Game Five. Game Five. Like another thing is too is like your guy, your goalie can do so much, I agree. but eventually, you not have scored goals, hey, man. just like the King series, the one time when Elliott was playing really well, yeah, you know, and it's like you can't score more, you score more than one goal to win a game, like you yeah. can't expect shutouts every week, so. Yeah. We'll do a quick summary of everything and give our brief thoughts of those games. So, game one, everybody's super excited. Rally towels going, yeah. super excited, and the Blues fall at home four to two. And pretty much the first period was really good. Uh-huh. The Blues came out flying, and then after that, nothing.
0: I'm trying to remember. They scored the first goal, correct?
1: Yes. Okay. They scored the first. That's one. right. Because
0: this game five was the first game where the team that scored first lost. Um, you know, had we not just beaten Minnesota the weekend prior mm-hmm. and really beaten them handily with deer and goal, I don't think this game would have bothered me as much. Uh, I really feel like this game has set the tone for the playoffs, which is the Blues, for whatever reason, Cannot get up for big games,
1: which is a rather both a bothering trend unless they're vaccinated the which is a huge like trend that I hate. Just, it it seems like it really bothers me that uh-huh. it's not like we have a team like, for example, like say like somebody like Buffalo, where it's all guys that are like nineteen, or even like let's say Calgary, for example, yep. where it's all like a couple of veterans and mostly young guys playing their first second year, or guys who just you know who really like Mason Raymond, guys who didn't, like, fit in on other teams or just were, like, scraps, and they just picked them up. And and yet this team, well, they, they lost the last game, but they're still up 3-2 against Vancouver, and they yeah. play tonight, which is the 25th. With a chance to close out. With a chance to close out. Because they're up 3-1. They failed the other night, you but know, they're at home now.
0: The thing that I, I find most frustrating with this team, and we're going to get into it as we talk about this series playing out, is that the guy on this team with the least amount of playoff experience – is the only guy who is contributing. Uh, granted, two games, game one and game three. Yeah, no shots. He was all without shots. But you also have to figure he's getting double teamed every time he's in his own.
1: I have five block shots in the game one and uh, six block shots. Um, six are missed. Six block slash missed shots in game three. So he uh, – so like the chances were there, but the wild were either keying on him or you know he was shooting in, into uh, the guys are covering their lanes or whatever.
0: There was a stat that I heard Wednesday afternoon. No, oh, sorry, it had to be Thursday afternoon. Wednesday or Thursday. It was after game. It was after day three. Mm. Um, that at the time through fifty three combined playoff games, Bacchus and Oshi had eight. Playoff goals, yeah. Not and good. at the time, through a total of fourteen playoff games in their in his career, Vladimir Tarasenko had seven. He's now got six in this series alone,
1: mm-hmm. and he had four, four last year. Yep. So he has ten career playoff goals right now. Right, yeah. It's,
0: I don't understand how the core of this team who's been with this team now for the better part of a
1: decade. Or pretty close to it. Like Backus would be yeah. being drafted and now on the team about 10 years now.
0: How you can go 82 games. And
1: almost same with Oshie.
0: Yeah, and Steen and all of them. And they've all <laughs> been there since, let's call it since the first breakthrough, which was 2008, when we finally got back to the playoffs. They have been through these wars, they know what it takes to win playoff games. And they still go quietly into the the night and don't do hardly anything. You know, was it last year, aside from the triple overtime goal in game one, how many goals did Steve have in the series? That
1: was it. That was was it. it.
0: He's got two goals in the series. He's got the, the goal at the end of game one, that brought us back to within one. Yeah. And is that it?
1: That's all I can all I got. Um
0: uh, has one. One goal. They
1: scored Gordon game the blowout game three. Um, or game uh you know, four, excuse me.
0: Petro has played a phenomenal defensive game.
1: For dude, and there's people who are still like rallying against this guy, like he's been everything that's advertised as elite lead.
0: I agree. I, I, I get that you want him to contribute on the offensive side. But his defensive game has been
1: fantastic. Yeah, and he's been the one with the best like transition game too. On yes. top of everything, like he's been rushing the puck, the steals, and the amount of the position he's had in the, in the defensive zone. Like it's something that we haven't seen all season, and it's been phenomenal. He's one. He's on defense. Like we've talked about the people who's been good, like Harasenko and Allen. You have to put Petrangelo into that conversation yeah. of being good. He might not have the points, like you said. I agree. Yeah, like Shattenkirk has all the points, and I think he's been fine defensively.
0: I think aside from Shattenkirk
1: and Petro, the rest of the defense, the case, rest of the defense is garbage. Uh, especially, uh, I'm last night. Carl, 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 Carl Gunnarsson was exposed bad last night.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't. I didn't really feel the Gunnarsson hate until last night,
1: um, where he was uh, going against the guys like Chris Stewart and like in the corner. Yeah. He lost Stewart in the corner on the Niederreiter goal at the go-ahead goal. Yep. He was just getting bounced off of Chris Stewart. Yep. And and then in, uh Bo Meester had a really good game uh, four.
0: Everybody had a good game four.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, you tell a difference in him. And then the other games, let's see, game uh, five, he had to fuck it off his skating in the net. Yeah. A couple of times he was just the same way Gunnarsson getting bounced off of guys, but he's never been a physical guy yeah. and stuff, which is a, which okay. people are people that complain about that. I'm like he's not gonna ever be a physical guy yet. Look at his career, he's never been a physical right. guy. So, uh, well, just, I'm sorry, let's go back and just run through the games real quick, and then we'll catch up to our thoughts. Okay. So game one, wild take it four to two. Blues bounce back thanks to a Vladimir Tarasenko hat trick, first Blues hat trick since.
0: Oh, uh, I know the answer to this, and now I can't think of it. This is a no name guy, like. Correct. Uh, in the late nineties. Or no early two thousands, so I can't think of
1: his name now. Uh, Mike Cillinger. Yeah, <clears throat> Mike Cillinger. So Mike Cillinger had the last Blues Hat trick two thousand and four and the blues or two and three, excuse me, or whatever. And Blues went at four to one. So game three shows game three comes around and the blues don't show up. Oh. the Wild do, and it's three nothing. Uh, the score is not indicative of how that close that was. That Jake, game, if it
0: wasn't for Jake Allen, that's a six-seven-up game.
1: Yeah, Jake Allen played, and thus far he's played a very good. Uh, the four goals in the first one, two were empty netters. Yes. Um, then it was three to one. Steen scored late, so we pulled the goalie again and got scored yeah. on again. So there are two empty netters there. So that's really not indicative of uh, the score there. Yep. Same, Same with game, game three; he got two, let of two goals, and the one was a passing play where the Russian, uh, I believe it was Oshi did not cover the guy coming back when Petro, Petro was like right there, but he was trying to take the sh- had to take the shot, obviously, because Allen was out that far, but still. Um, so, Blues come back in a big way in Game 4 and come out flying and probably play their best game in a month, honestly. You know what? Since the Chicago game is probably the best yeah, game. Yeah, I agree.
0: It's funny because I think Game 3 was the worst game they played all year.
1: Pretty close because, I mean, I was watching that in – the amount of hate oh. on twitter like i was just in i was up late watching that just cuz i was just reading the amount of people just like you know certain some people were trying to be level headed about it but yet they're like i'm not upset it's the most effort. More, yeah most people were like i'm not upset cuz it's early and i'm not giving up but a lot of people were pissed because of the um, i don't you said the effort man nobody like man it was just the most frustrating game to watch cuz Half, there was a time period, like almost at four uh, time did it four minutes and uh, 28 seconds in the third period where they couldn't get it past the center red oh. line. They get out there, and they try transitioning, and they got turning it over. Yeah. Especially Steen on the on that one power right near the end oh. of the game. He was quarterbacking and passed it three times, and luckily stole the puck back before it got to the empty net. Then it got it back, gave it up. Got it back, gave it up, got it up, and then finally it was an empty net goal. And it's like... It didn't work the first two times, man. Like, yeah. I don't get it. So, Blues went big, 6-1. to one. Uh, A couple more goals by Vladimir Tarasenko, including a, hi- a highlight reel goal where he got around. Uh, Matthew Dunda and did the same move he did against uh, Cam Talbot in mm-hmm. New York. So another, you know, the Peter Forrestberg move, is, as it's called. Like I said, I agree with somebody who I saw on Twitter, said it should be called the Vladimir Tarasenko goal move now. You done
0: it three times this year. You done it in a race in game? Twice this year, sure once now. last
1: year. I was, it. I was at the shootout game. It was at the going to Chicago last yeah. year.
0: Okay, so twice this year, he's got it in every aspect of the game now.
1: Yeah, in like on a power play, and then also during like regular five on five play, which guys draped on him like when Forsberg did it, he did it in a shootout, and there yeah. was nobody covering you and you have time to do that. You with guys draped on you where you have to like use control, and I mean it's some of the best like ha- like the amount of skill. Like I can't believe like we're watching this guy, and he's twenty three years old, yeah. and it's. This kid is going to be around for a long time, and that's the centerpiece of your team right now. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, game five comes up. Spirits are high. dubnicks You know, everybody's like, all right, we got this guy. He's in for all six goals. His spirit's broken. A couple weak goals against him. No. He uh, stopped 36-37. to 37. Blues lose 4-1. to 1. Jake all right. Allen probably had his worst game in probably a month, honestly. I, uh, I agree. Which, but like you said, if you take one bad game in a month, that's fine. That's still like considered probably an elite goalie, honestly. I agree. Unfortunately, people are gonna say it's during the like worst time possible, and they're gonna bring up like his whole track record of like in the AHL in, in AHL, yeah. then at World Juniors, then whatever. Like he won the uh, under eighteen, which is fine, but when it, on the big stage was the under twenty, yeah. you know, the uh, World Juniors, and he got blown up that game yeah. and got pulled. Um. So anyway, Blues are down three to two in this series. As oh, yeah. the series. As the music at the beginning kind of said, it's pretty much a like a funeral type thing. A lot of people saying they're done with the team. Supposedly, there's no photographic evidence, but many people are at the game. It's been confirmed via Twitter by a lot of people that some Blues fan threw their their jersey on the ice after the fourth goal.
0: Yeah, which is a, which
1: is. That's been done in two other stadiums this year. and, that's, and Edmonton. Yes. And those teams are... Crap. Yes. Edmonton, of the NHL is trying to build them back up any way they can. Uh, we'll uh, talk about that. But anyway, we'll get that at the end as our not-NHL talk. But uh, go ahead with thoughts on where you're at or where you think the Blues are at right now. Down three to two going back to Minnesota. Well, I mean, if the series history holds
0: true we're coming back for a game seven because no one's been able to win two games in a row. The thing that bothers me right now is that you as a franchise, um, had the golden opportunity to take the lead in the series after getting home ice back.
1: Oh, quick stat real quick. Any team that, whatever team wins the game five in the series is tied 76%. to 78.7%. Yeah.
0: Um, it's not impossible um if the blues start out slow tomorrow, they're done, that stadium is going to be incredibly loud. They're gonna be in Jake Allen's
1: kitchen the whole game. Yeah, they'll be Chan Allen from the start, which I really hate that it's like when the, I remember doing it when we were younger, when we yeah. go to the game, it was like when we do Belfour, it was like after you gave up a goal, mm-hmm. you do it or, you know, Osgood or whoever, whoever was in it that. was and then did do it right away, which I think is weird. Go um
0: ahead. Sorry. You know they better have a game for performance because I've never seen a team that cannot handle adversity psychologically more than this team. This team does not need a coaching change. This team needs a they will psychiatrist. Be. Um I I don't think this team has been the same since they were swept by the Los Angeles Kings. I think it did something to the core of this team psychologically. And you see them now. And it doesn't help that the years that followed, both the the year that we lost to L.A. the first round and the last year in Chicago and how eerily similar those loss patterns were. Yeah. Um, this team expects to snatch defeat for the Johnson victory. They expect to lose. And they expect to lose in heart crushing fashion. And I don't know how you change that mentality. But, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording. Ken Hitchcock made a comment last night that you could see the team deflate after that first goal that Alan gave up. There's no reason for that. Yes, it was the first shot of the game. Yeah, it was a fluky goal. You had gone 11 Minutes without giving up a shot on goal. Yep,
1: that was the first shot of the game. That was Marco Scandella's goal.
0: So what? That was a bad goal.
1: Yeah, I think the what the shots was like ten to one or something, yeah. close to eight to one, nine to one, something in that range. And it was like we were dominating. You team.
0: were. I'm not going to drop an F bomb, but you were kicking their dicks in for the first eleven minutes of this game. Everything you wanted to do as a team, you were doing. The Blues were imposing their will in every aspect of that game. You gave up a bad goal,
1: and they still kind of, sort of, kind of fought back. And the shots in that period were uh, fourteen to three. Yeah. So you're still looking at okay, still yeah. pretty dominating, but by halfway through the um, period, shots were fourteen or fifteen to eleven. Yeah. So they caught up, and then they went around. Uh, they just, you know, until the third period, where the Blues returned it back on the second period yesterday was. Exactly like Game 1, exactly like Game 3.
0: Yeah. You know, you have to expect that Minnesota's going to push back. And they did. And we weathered the storm for the most part. But it just seems like the same mistakes that plagued this team every year in the playoffs rear their ugly head. Mm -hmm. And when we gave up the lead, and we went down 2-1, you knew that that next goal was going to be crucial. If the Blues got it, it's a new game. If Minnesota goes up 3-1, you can put a turn on it. Mm-hmm. And they call the penalty, and you—I just immediately knew we're going down 3-1. Yeah. Just the momentum that Minnesota had, the way that you saw the Blues start to go back to their bad habits of collapsing on defense, giving up the zone, letting Minnesota skate in.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that just makes you so mad on all the the, bad games, all the amazingly odd-numbered games, which is weird too. Um, The Blues back in a lot. If you watched... I rewatched – I had Game Four taped, and then just to kind of get my spirits up and watch just for ready this watching it. There is always they had a defenseman whoever's on the whatever side the puck was on. Yep. That defenseman would rush up and challenge the guy, yeah. and then the other defense would be dropping back. In case the puck got by whoever, so they go back in the zone that they dumped it in, or if they got by him to come over and cover with the forward with the center or wingers coming back. So it seems like that was working and working well because even the game two, it says four to one. Like that's once again, not indicative of kind of the score where it was close for, for most, most of the game. And I think Bergman put it away with five minute about four or five minutes yep. left in the game. He scored to make it three to one. Yes. Cause it was a little, a little, their period was a little risky not there for great. a while, but so that game's not a hundred percent. The score, you know, we got another empty netter, which was Terry hatcher goal.
0: Correct.
1: So anyway, so yeah, I'll let you finish up and then well, I'll jump in. You know, that really,
0: that's my thoughts. I, what, what do we need to do tomorrow Art for game six? It's simple. You weather the storm. The first five minutes of that game oh, yeah. are going to be
1: loud, straight
0: up chaos. And loud. It, it's going to be a blitzkrieg by Minnesota. Because Minnesota has figured it out now that if they can get on top of the Blues, they're fold like a house of cards.
1: Or if it's like, a bad goal or just a fluky goal. And then yeah. the losers get down like, Oh, look at Charlie Brown. Like, Whoa, woes me. Yep.
0: It's coming
1: again. Yeah. Um, or they had the mentality like you're saying, like not again.
0: Yeah. Where they, they, they expect it. This team expects the bad to happen, not the good,
1: which is not a, you know, a championship mentality. At I agree. The end of the day. So, um, you good? I'm good. Okay. So, um, General thoughts going to this thing, man. It's such an oh, up and down <laughs> two about two weeks now, where you're just the highest to highs and the lowest to lows. Like, dude, after game three, I was like, <laughs> I called you, and I was like, all right, we're done with the podcast. I'm not talking about them for until the end of the show. whenever they're done. Yeah. I don't care. Well, I was just like off the rails. I admit yeah. it, and um, you know, then I'm like game four. I'm like, I'm gonna watch this. And if they're blowing, make it three to one. Like we're done. I'm just putting a note saying we're done. <laughs> you know, because I was like, I don't, don't want to talk about it. It's gonna piss me off too much. And then of course it just came back and got my hopes back up. And then the game five just like completely crushed me. Like honestly, like um, uh, which I think you might have done this one, or I don't know if I can't for this. I think I'll credit you first, and then you can say you can't put the, the milk carton thing with Tj Oshie is you. It. And then the, my name is the hashtag Tj No Shoshi. That's you. Uh, because that guy. Does not Where know you? that dude doesn't didn't know that after the season ends on the game eighty two and you guys get up you know a certain record, you make it to a little tournament at the end to determine a champion. Correct. He does not understand that concept. Like he's still stuck back two weeks ago when we finished up against Minnesota. Yeah. He thought that was the last game because um. he will not TJ Oshie I'm done with you. I don't care, like, you were the face of this franchise when we were awful, and I thank you for that, and giving the Blues fans something to cheer about when there was not much for in the dark days. Yep. Thank you for that. Time to move on. Because you for everything that you do right, you're doing just as much wrong right now. You are barely visible. Yeah. You're on a, you're paying the top line, you're getting top dollars to play professional hockey. And the one thing I noticed when you do is like, oh, TJ Oshie in the corner fell down
0: dude, I I said that last night on Twitter. If it wasn't for him falling down, his name would not be mentioned during the playoff game. Because he is nowhere near the place.
1: And, nowhere. And I'm uh with David Backus. Um no offense, sir, like I'm done with you at Center as well. Yeah. Uh you need to I, I really envisioned at the beginning of the year, I said Stastny, Backus and Steen. I really thought that was gonna be. And I honestly think that's a line they should consider and yeah. try to figure out something and move Oshi down to the third line and just have wow. him. Yeah. I'm just, cause I'm done like with him. Like you need to have like a strong checky line. And Paul Stassi is one of the few guys like, and he hasn't really done well this series either. I'm not going to let him off the hook either. Sure, um, But he's one of the guys who's caught in the media and be like, you can't get high. You can't get too low. You have to keep even keel, like be happy for when you win. When you lost, you just got to put it behind you and focus on what you focus on what you need to do to better. Like he said the right things at least. Compared to when other guys say it, where T.J. Oshie comes out and says, "Oh, we're getting information overload," you know, and it's like a guy who just like he can he shows up and sees like he can see the mentality of the team, you know, Mm -hmm. and he he even said like when I got here, I my role was not expect what I expected, but you know what, I just go out and do my thing, and I know eventually the coach is going to trust me, and now he's getting the beginning of year he was only getting like a like 11, 12 minutes a game, and right now, and, and since, it yeah, time. and since near the end of the season, he was up to almost 16, almost 17 minutes a game. Yeah. So he's earned the trust to be on the penalty kill and other stuff through the coaches just because he's getting into a new, I guess, a new system, whatever you want to say. End of the day, when the Blues are on, they're unstoppable. I agree. They, or I can honestly say, like if you, when they are like the game four, when they play like that, that team shows up. That team will beat any team in NHL, and I guarantee that. Yeah. No matter what team is on top of their game, we can beat that team. I don't care who it is from the East. I don't care who it is from the West. I truly believe that. But when they literally play one almost one second less than that system calls for, it all falls apart. And, yeah. I, and then and you're going to disagree with me here that at the end of the day, when you can't get up, like, it is on the players to get up for these games. But when something's not going right, it's up to the guy behind the bench to make to make adjustments and to make changes. Eventually, when he went back to the old faithful lines, like, that took too long, in my opinion. Like, when you were getting destroyed in Game 3, he didn't change until, like, mid-third period. It's like, dude, you were getting destroyed through two periods. You should have changed at the beginning of the third and, and, no, 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 fans, you're not bringing Brian Elliott. I saw a couple, not oh, many. God, no. Not many. My, my buddy said last night he's like, I'm ready for Elliott. I said, you're an idiot. So, no. please go home. Because Jake Allen, yeah, game five, i I'm 100%. That not was not a good, a good game. game. The first goal off his glove, like, that should have been caught in his glove. And he missed that.
0: That's the that's same you have to make.
1: Yeah, he was a. Uh, I uh, saw a couple thing comments, especially from our friend uh, Jeff Ponder, who was uh, you know working the game last night, and he basically said, Alan, real short answers." Um, you can tell he was really not happy with his performance, and
0: four goals on
1: like what, seven two shots? Yeah, it's almost twenty. It close to twenty. I'll to look at I'll look at the official stats in a second, but uh, yeah, so he like he didn't have a good game, but at the end of the day, it's like like the game three, they like could have been seven nothing. Easy. You know, and he held you into that where you guys technically had a chance until, like, sure. the last...
0: Until the empty letter.
1: Yeah, until the empty letter, You had, like, a chance yeah. if you got the puck into the zone. If you
0: get across the center line.
1: You know, so I just don't get yeah, how...
0: If, if, if anyone puts this series on Jake Allen, they don't understand that. Yeah. Um, I... Look, I understand the criticism of Hitchcock. My whole thought process is this. If this was a team that was fighting for their playoff lives every year to to, to make the playoffs. If this was the team like in 2008 where we had to go on that miraculous run just to make the playoffs, I could understand people going, you know, the coach just doesn't know what he's got with the players and blah, 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 blah. Look at Ken Hitchcock's record since he's taken over the Blues. I believe it's the best record in the NHL. As far as regular season.
1: He's pretty close to having like the last I think what was it, three years? Yeah. Three years. So early.
0: if if that wasn't the case, I could understand the argument of we need a coaching change. This team has been through three coaches, including Hitchcock now. When you dominate for a regular season and you just can't show up for for the playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm. That's not coaching. Yeah, where, uh, real quick example for the opposite of this. A lot of people said um, Herb Brooks is like a tournament coach. He is very good on like, getting a team together yeah. for a short term. But every time when he w- w- made the NHL, like for Pittsburgh and other right. times, he never be. he couldn't do it over a long span of time because his message wore thin on the guys or whatever the thing was. But when it came to tournament time for something that you need a guy for – Three weeks a month to prepare a team. He always was really good. So, question is Hitchcock the opposite now? The, he's just, got a Stanley Cup ring. You can say that, but like you can look at that team too.
0: I would say it's the same. Those Blues team is top of the roster on par with that Dallas Stars team.
1: And he got. I mean, how many Hall of Famers they have on that team? Four, at least. Madano, Newenheide, Hall, oh, Belfort? Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think what Darren Hatcher on defense at least Zerge Zubov on great. defense. I mean a, a pretty decent team. Sure. I mean, not saying our team is like crap, well, but I we're, we're they've defined themselves yet as an NHL career. Three so points it's hard. away
0: from president's Trophy. Again.
1: I know. I, I'm not saying that, like it's a bad or an bad team, but um, no, I, I, don't I, know, I man. get it, I,
0: and I understand. And there, and I'm not saying that Blackhawks is without blame, but you play competitive sports. You know, you play organized competitive sports. I have as well. And I would imagine that the majority of the people who listen to the the podcast have at some point in their life played organized competitive sports.
1: Of some sort, not just hockey. Not just hockey,
0: but anything. I played basketball, you, you played hockey. When you get to a tournament situation, you as a competitive athlete know what you have to do. You know your strikes, you know your weaknesses, you know your teammates, you know your opponents by this time, because you've played them lightly before. It, it really doesn't matter what your coach says or does. It's not like the rules change from the regular season to the playoffs, aside from how we settle all the time. It's the only rule change. It's not like the ice gets bigger. It's not like the goals get smaller. It's not like there's more people in the ice or less people on the ice. Yeah, I know. It's the same freaking game.
1: Which, it blo- I mean, it you just blows have me away, to man. to
0: find that gear. And that's why I said on Twitter last night, I put out like a, a five part tweet. And in there, I said, I don't care anymore about division t- titles. I don't care about president's trophies. I don't care about playoff positioning. I don't care about home ice. Just I win, some,
1: win some games. Win games. Yeah. Win, LA games, win 16 games after game 82. Yeah,
0: the LA Kings
1: were an 8 seed when they ripped through
0: the entire Stanley Cup.
1: And last was. year, and this is the only thing that's going to sort of give me hope for this, where... It was the three-game sevens. Three-game sevens. And then, and some of those... All games, the and, road. Yes. Yeah. In some of those games, too, they wound up, uh... In some of those series, excuse me, when I was talking to our friend, uh... Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Uh, some of those games, they got blown the F out. Oh, yeah. Like, 6-2, 5-2. Like he, he said there was, like, two or three games in the Sharks series. Like, the ones they lost, they lost bad. Yeah. But when they won, they won close games. So, the question is, can the Blues now put these baggings behind them and push forward? It seems like, so far, the trend is yes. That when they they have, but, the, but, but the problem is, why do you keep having bad games? Which is what's frustrating fans yeah. this time. Which, well, like we said, the the oh my, the people, especially in, real quick, because, let me get this out. Because it, it literally, you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> when people say, when people say you are not a true fan of you if you boo your yeah. team. Listen. Listen here. And I'll be honest, I'm not going to, It's going to come off extremely bad. Um, I don't want to be that guy. But every time I've seen this put out there in the Blues Things, it's been of the female persuasion. I know. So, and then, but, but the guys have agreed. So I'm not saying it's just women that have said put it out, but they've been like the main post. No, I agree. But they are seen your Fairweather fans, whatever. Listen, no, you're not. listen um, I pour money, my own money, into doing this podcast in our time. Um, there are people who, uh, pay, um, one of the guys I know who pays around $1,600 just for a season tickets, not only, but then he has to drive downtown, get parking spots, pay Uh for drinks and stuff. It's probably talking about another, let's say, let's say another $800 probably. Easily. So, you know, you know what I can do with an extra $2,400 a year? Uh A lot. I can do a lot of stuff. I can do stuff around my house. I can take my family for a nice vacation enjoy life other places, but I choose to invest in your product mm-hmm. and invest my time in your product. And when your product is not the standards that you have to show your dissatisfaction. When I worked at Walgreens as a manager, when people were not satisfied with me, they came to me and complained. Yep. That's what you do. I, I think it's normal, normal decor. I don't think somebody comes up to me, you boo in my face. That's not what they or yell go out door. They would boo. That's not kind of like what right. you do, but I'm saying, it's for example,
0: it's it always it always, it always team. it always
1: has been. I mean, if you look, I mean, when people look at Minnesota, when they had that bad six to one game, people left and were booing when they left.
0: I wore a bag over my head to a Blues game back during the rebuild years.
1: Yeah, and, and that didn't go over well with management, apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, so listen, like, we're fans, and
0: doesn't make you a bad fan. It makes you a real person.
1: Yeah, and listen, you just have to go. You know. It's just what fans do. As simple as that. And if I'm be pissed off, like will I say some stuff as soon as the game is over yesterday? Oh yeah, of course I went on Twitter and railed against that team and said I'm done with you, T.J. Oshie. F off, T.J. Oshie. Um, I'm not gonna pay for any more tickets until you guys show me you actually can win a series. Blah yep. blah. Which yes. I've seen a lot of fans saying. Even this year, I said, you know what? I'll go to a game this year after they win one playoff season playoff series, and then I'll get invested. And if you look at uh, the trend, which I saw an article to which,
0: we're to lose fans.
1: Which I saw an article on um, online. Unfortunately I can't reference who Three it was from. Before
0: Christmas.
1: Yes. That was it. Like we're fans Chicago, Chicago. Which obviously that's not all blues fans. That's correct.
0: And uh, the day after, after Christmas. Yeah, which is the Washington Times
1: game. Yeah, which Alexander Ovechkin, the rest were between seventy five Percentile ninety percentile. I think I saw most of them. They were like up there, but not one hundred percent. Which a team like the the Blues that are like have had proven success, not postseason success, but proven success on home ice, especially. You should have look at Buffalo for God's sakes. Oh, dude! Like every they game. they were almost every game. Like when you went a few years ago, when they were still a decent team, you sat what the, top, the row. top row, and how much did you pay per ticket? Three
0: hundred twenty-five dollars a ticket.
1: I mean, it's value. I mean, it was a Saturday night game against me and the Capitals. You know. So, But still, yeah. that's for a top-row ticket. You never – like, I saw top-row tickets for the, the, the game the other day going for, like, 125, and I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. And you're talking now, like, you're talking 325 for that, for a team that's – For a
0: random Saturday night
1: game. Which, uh, who knows the season, how they're having until we can't reference that far back.
0: Yeah, were, I mean, I don't think they made the playoffs that year.
1: But they're average, at least. They, they weren't were as bad average. as they were. The, so yeah. my point is, something's going to happen. If tomorrow game six doesn't, if they lose a series, oh I agree. And it's not just Hitchcock. I'm saying even though Armstrong got signed to a contract, I 100. percent I 100. You 100%, blame him
0: though.
1: I'm just saying, but that's just a, like we talk about sports culture, man. This that's how it is. Like when heads roll, man. And for what I obviously Twitter is not the end all be all of information, but people put stuff out there, and the person who put it out there is a person that. Um, You know, not as a reliable person.
0: Right.
1: That saw Stillman walking towards the locker room. To go to the elevator? Yeah, pissed. I don't blame him. So who knows if he went in there and be like, I, I, mentally, when he said that, I thought of the scene from Slapshot. Yeah. Where the last game when they all got there, where they're all getting destroyed because they're trying to play real hockey. And the guy walks in there and so starts yelling at team. And he's like, you're playing like a bunch of. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: you know, but so. If I'm Tom Stillman.
1: Um, it was put in so much to this franchise since acquiring it.
0: Everything you wanted, owner to do. I'm um, not upset so with Doug Armstrong because Doug Armstrong has done a very good job of making
1: trades, acquiring
0: top acquiring talents. top talents that you know. In the case of Ryan Miller, it didn't work out, but you made the trade, and you made the trade that everybody in the NHL said the blue should make.
1: Yeah, where probably and, 70, 75 yeah, percent of people were saying you, you should do it. You've done everything right on paper. Oh yeah, I'm just saying it's one of those things where if they go through a whole, I I
0: absolutely if I'm if I'm still in, I'm perturbed that Hitchcock can't get this team over the hump. But I'm going to walk in and I'm going to look at those players that I inherited, not the players that my money had brought in, not Paul Stasny, not Vladimir Tarasenko. I'm looking square in the eyes of Steen, Bacchus, Moshi, Berglund, Petro, uh,
1: Jackman, and that's about it. Yeah, that's about I'm the calling them out. Which, I mean, and like I said, I'm a Jackman fan, but if you've been here and haven't really gotten the team that far and you're making about 3.4... Dude, like I the only thing i would do in offseason be like, we're gonna go year by year contract and I'll give you a million dollars with incentives yep. next year. That's the best I'm gonna do. And if he's like, Well that's crap, I'm gonna go somewhere else, like, okay, Bye. well this team, in which I this is gonna the this is the thing that really makes me mad, is like I understand they want the AHL team to do well, but it's like you're struggling now in your defense for all is the purposes, a couple of those games, Carl Gunderson has getting pushed around like he's a ragdown. I agree. They need to put a person in. But, and for all those reasons, like I, I don't know if he's hurt. Yeah. still cuz apparently there's rumors that he has like still nursing enough upper, upper body injury that when he played that one game it was more of a test. Yeah, he did. Right. Cuz it was a game where a really didn't matter much. And uh I am 100% ready to bring up Terry Lembom cuz when sure. they when he has played I have the record in front of me. When that man has played for the Blues, what are, you know what the Blues record is?
0: It's something ungodly.
1: 11 and 1.
0: Yeah.
1: 11 it wins one loss when that guy is in. So obviously they play a different style when he is in. and then I'm not saying it's all him. No. But I'm thinking you know, it's something there where he, when he's in something's happening. Um why not give that kid a chance? Yeah. And you would say you need to have people with have playoff experience and people keep saying, okay, so 2012 like whenever we first got in against the Kings and we won the first series against the Sharks, then got swept okay, it was the first year of technically the windows open. Yeah. We have a really good team. Then we had the Chicago series last year where, you know, Oh, the first year, the, the next year, the, the LA, series. LA series, we Chicago. lose in six. Yeah. And they're like, okay, it was LA Kings. Again, you guys just have a thing with the LA Kings. That's what we, so we're trying to, oh, so this is our men. This is the fans mentality. Then you then go to Chicago. The so, then, Chicago yeah. then Chicago series where you lose, win and lose that series. almost exactly play. the same way. Yeah. Um, and mind you, the year with the Kings, Vladimir Tarasenko was a healthy scratch most of those games. I, yeah. Which yeah. is you think when well, think back now, and you're like, what? Uh-huh. He played the last game of that series, and that's it. Yeah,
0: he played like four minutes. Yeah, it was
1: something that he was on like playing barely anything. So then you go to Nayar on this year where you're not facing any of those teams. You're playing the Minnesota Wild, who, mind you, probably have the hottest goalie, who was nominated for the Vesna Trophy. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Has been played very well. Well,
0: You did quite well against the regular season.
1: Yeah, you lost the, after they have the run, you had lost a couple, but at the same time, you, you've had good success against this team. You always play a tough game and you, and even Minnesota fans and writers said, if they get to the playoffs, anybody but St. Louis. And they've said that in multiple articles where that's how fans felt and now they're like, wow, we're, if we beat St. Louis, like we got this because we didn't think we could beat St. Louis. So they're having they're thinking of us as like the Kings in Chicago type team. Yeah. And if we sure. beat them, we can they're gonna like well, okay, we beat these guys, we can rally on and do whatever. So anyway yeah, they gave
0: Chicago series last year.
1: Yeah, and because they go wound up beating uh Colorado in seven. Yep. And then they wound up uh I think they went like what, six? In six. six. And then, but
0: those games were all close.
1: Yeah, but it yeah, wasn't for goaltending, that's who knows what the wild would've done. So that's their whole thing. So anyway. So bring it back around so we can wrap it up because I have some Twitter questions from fans that so we asked. Sure. Um, what do you think is going to happen? <sighs> game 6 uh, so torn. I'm so torn. You're going to be surprised at my answer, to be honest with you.
0: I want to say that we've come back for game seven. I think that this game is decided in the first half. I think whatever happens in the first 10 minutes tells you who's going to win this game. Even if there's no
1: goal score that first 10 minutes. All right. but uh, So, you think they're going to come back, or what do you think? What do you think? What's official? Like, ah. I, don't yeah, I don't want to score. think you think it's going to come back for game seven? Just say that. I don't think they're going to give me a game seven. I just want to say, do you think it's going to come back for game seven?
0: Oh,
1: yes. Yes, it does. Okay. And sadly enough, not sadly enough, but I, I agree with you. I think it actually is going to come back to game seven. We're really going to rip our hearts out then. Yeah. Yep. That's where my head's at right now.
0: I dude. I can do an entire hour. I did a college paper on the curse of Game 7 of the City of St. Louis between the Blues and the Cardinals. An entire expose. In some recent history with the Cardinals from broken in, have broken it, Game 7's have been tied to St. Louis' portion.
1: Correct. So let's go with uh, some Twitter questions, and we'll wrap it up for this week. So I put out there, do you have any questions about what what are you feeling? What are you? What are, anything about the Blues that we will try our best to answer? Sure. So uh, at guts dancing. Nice man. Yeah. Hey, how has David Backus fooled people into believing he's a hockey player? I'm reading all these because some of these. That's are fine. Of, Look, man. I, he's not had a good series.
0: He hasn't, and I think to an extent he falls into the two J Oshie category of disappearing in the playoffs. He's
1: had. But I think as captain, he's gonna be the one that's kept though. Yeah. When heads, if something happens, if the things don't go right in the next the next four days, if they lose one of these games coming up, and when they're out in the first round, one of those two guys, I'm calling it out, are not going to be at the loser. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, because at the end of the day, he's more tradable. You can get more. Form. You can get more form, I think.
0: Um, I, I think.
1: Yeah, well, close.
0: My 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 biggest problem with that is is that he tends to take horribly. Time penalties,
1: like in game lets, one,
0: yeah, where he just lets his, his emotions or his temper get the best of them at terrible times.
1: Where we, after the empty net goal, he decides whoever's taking the face off the cross check him in the throat, which I know stuff about this week, right? And uh, get a penalty. and Then Steen scores shorthanded, and then so three to two. But then we pull. We have it five on five, yeah. and then lose. So I think at the end of the day, he's gonna be around still not having a good series, but you can't argue with a guy who consistently plays a two way game and has almost thirty goals every year. Yeah. Unfortunately, not showing up at the right time.
0: Yeah, this is the same problem with
1: a lot of people. So our friends over at St. Louis Game Time, at St. Louis Game Time, where we all fold, is this team just not as good as we thought? Only as good as the record, and it's poor. Three straight years. No. Which we've kind of we've kind of we've kind of yeah. said that point throughout, where we think that I think
0: there's something mentally wrong with the makeup of this team. and I, I don't think we're fooled. I think that this team freaks out when you put that playoff logo on the ice. Where,
1: they, where I know where JR has even pointed out in some of his chats or just maybe on Twitter, where he thinks that the players feel that pressure that they've never got to stand the cup and they need to win the cup. And they, and then some of them, even though he, say he thinks that some of the Blues players think it's like unfair on them because all the all the past failures are on tell them. You what? If well, guess what. Say
0: that it's not fair. I want you to go home tonight. This is this is to every player on this team. I want you to go home tonight. I want you to turn your phone on. I want you to log into your bank account. I want you to look at the balance of your bank account, and then I want you to shut the f up and go into the account.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day. Even the guys that are not playing right now, that are sitting there, somebody like Chris Butler or whatever, dude, you're making make more money than I will in like ten years, yep. fifteen years, this pressure year. Pressure
0: comes with being a pro athlete. And um, um, you think pressure in St. Louis is hey, well, listen, man, go play in New York City.
1: Go play Toronto. Go play
0: Toronto. Do go play Montreal. Well tr-
1: go look at Toronto, who a team that was awful and had a media scrum of thirty plus guys every yep. day. So, you know what? And like Roman Polak, who after the season's over, he's like it's really hard to play here compared to what I've been around. Yep. So, and that's a guy who had the pressure for all those years. Yep. So, listen, get your head out of your ass. Pull your shirt up and go play some Yep. So let's go. Eric Eckenkrantz at ztech eighty three. As this, we said Hitch's last chance, Jabos performance this series, the core will change if they're out. Question mark. I agree. Uh, so we've talked about Hitch, where I've said I think that is do where we, we I think we've covered that almost all season where it says do or die for him. Who comes
0: in? Osmer. Awesome? Uh,
1: I want it to be somebody on the outside. I truly do. But I think for all kinds of purposes, there's a reason Muller's here. I think so. I think so. Okay. But I would be. I would like. Uh, honestly, if he's available, which I don't even know what will happen, that's hundred percent who I want, I- he won't be available. That's a hundred percent who I want.
0: If he doesn't go back in Detroit, he goes to Toronto.
1: I think so, but you never know if the Blues say, "Look at my team, and look at it." You want to do a rebuild, or you want to do a team that's literally needs to get one uh, step from being away from a cup. You never know the mentality. You so, know,
0: if this is Hitchcock's swap song, I feel like this team is doing him much the same way they did Quinville back in the day,
1: where he was a really good coach and then just for just couldn't perform at certain times. Yep. So. And look how it turned out for him. So,
0: uh, Yeah. As far as will, will the core change, you know, you and I kind of got into it on Facebook last night with another friend of ours um, who doesn't quite see things the way we do. I'm not saying they're going to blow up the team, but I think that you could probably... A count, retool. I call it a retool. Yeah. I think you could count on one hand the number of players that are 100% safe, and I would say that that's Tarasenko, Schwartz, Allen, Shattenkirk, Kirk, everybody else, eh, I mean, I'm not saying that that means everyone else is gone,
1: but I'm saying that if the, the right deal was, was there, right, the right deal was there, talk
0: about it. I mean, and, and that includes Paul Stasny, Alex Steen, Yuri Yeah. you know, all those guys. I, I'm not saying that they are gone. I would say the only guys that I would put money on them being gone if this team is out the first round, is number one Patrick Berglund, which is a shame, because he's had a phenomenal playoffs.
1: And first. he's figured out how to play hockey, and I've been a big supporter of Berglund the time. But he's played really well.
0: He's really built into the salary. And I the
1: think the second is TJ Ocean. Yep.
0: Those two dudes, I think, are out the door if, if this team goes out in the first. <laughs> and it's a shame, because God bless you, Patrick Berglund,
1: you, aside from Vladimir Tarasenko, have probably been the best, best forward. Of this which you, you said that going into the series. Like if I put money on that and people, I wish people were taking bets. I'd probably be like, win a couple thousand dollars, by yeah. now, uh, so what's this couple more? We'll wrap it up. So, uh, at West Southard, uh, if the series is lost, who the core players get dealt. We just went over sure. that. Yep. So there you go. Uh, at line, I his name is Schwartz's stick, which I think nice. is good. Why have we not used our depth? Oli Bort ratty. What are we waiting for? Wait, the last part of it. Wait, you're gonna like this part. The last question: Can we sign Saboka? Um, yeah. We'll, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Do you think we'll be able to sign Saboka in the off season and he'll come back for one season to lose? I don't know,
0: man. That bridge seemed like he burned it real quick. I'll never say never. Yeah. Um, you what know, I'm that? sure that he got a taste of what life is like at the KHL and realized how good he had it. Well, when your
1: salary goes down, not worth 60% of what it was worth. Right. I mean.
0: You know, I, I'm sure that he quickly realized that eh, it wasn't so bad here. So maybe we could. Um, our depth, I think you're right. Tyrant is not the answer right now. Um, and I don't necessarily know if Ole is the answer. He can't be any worse than you know.
1: Well, here's my thing: is like they had Marcel Gock going in for Yori Laterra last I thought night.
0: He did great, though.
1: He did fine, but I'm saying that's showing the, what they think of Ole Jokinen though. Right. I'm just saying, like if they don't think, if they think Marcel Gock, who was yeah. technically getting scratched over in Pittsburgh, yeah, but I mean, he's found a very good role over here.
0: He played phenomenal the last two weeks of the regular season, especially those games against Chicago.
1: Yeah, we are not even of that, but I think I think that's more of the coaching staff. Just I guess yeah. not trusting them. So,
0: um, you know, I would like to see Gunnarsson out and Barzoso in tomorrow. But as we said earlier, there may be things that we don't know about that's pre- that's preventing that from happening as far as injuries. Yeah. Uh, you know, the team is deep, but I think that the guys who you need dressed are the guys who are dressing.
1: At the end of the day, as I think Pang said, and other people have said. Your best players on the ice, that you have need to be your best players on the ice. Correct. As Chris pointed to his jersey, he's a... Uh, wearing, Gretzky said it this week. Yeah, was Gretzky is, came out and said that thing, pretty much what I just said. Yep. And your top
0: uh, players have got to be your top players. And if
1: they're not, then you're going to lose a, you're to lose a game. Uh-huh. And that's sad.
0: And that's exactly what's happening
1: to Game with this team. No. And a couple more questions. Here we go. Uh, from Redbeard at Redbeard STL. He had a couple other questions. We'll use this one. Who's your start well, we're already looking forward to next year? Who's your starter next year? If Alan forget Terra Singles price, how much is he gonna cost? Just yes, who's he my will- starter in gold next year? Mm-hmm. Check out. Yeah. As of right now, you that's what you kinda gotta roll with, I think. Yeah, I'll tell
0: you right now, it would not surprise me I think he'll to get-
1: see oh. Elliott moved. He might that might depending on what he wants, if he wants to try a starter thing. If you want to be a starter and the starters that people that need a starter, well it looks like you're gonna go with see Connor McDavid up in Edmonton then.
0: Yeah.
1: Or up in Toronto. Yeah. If they move Bernier for some weird reason, I will think Bernier here if they don't want him. That's
0: not saying that the Blues want to move Elliot, but I think if he requests a trade, if he requests a trade, he wants to be a starter. You have to
1: do that. I think Jake Allen, he's earned it. He's at least has the step up on it yeah. for next year, and uh, if for his price, um, he'll get double what he makes now, which is a little over a million. Yeah, uh, he'll probably move up. I think he'll, depending on where Elliot is at they will make less than Elliot. I'm going to call probably 2.25 for two sure. years, a year, maybe a year or two, and I then agree. a quote-unquote bridge deal. Yeah. And when he's the full-time starter as well, yeah. well, then you'll get the 5 mil, 6 mil. Especially milliliter. if
0: Armstrong's still here. Correct. Because Armstrong is a, a big
1: fan of the bridge deal. Yeah. Tarantino's not going to get that. but No. Tarantino's going to be all the money. Uh, I saw the estimated amount that uh, Rutherford did, and he said, I have, I have no idea of the no what the conversations are. I'm mm-hmm. just throwing this number what I think. He said eight years, $60 million is what he was thinking, and I would be okay with that Yeah, because that oh, covers you that. Have to lock him that covers you for most of his prime years. Yes. And at a $7 million price tag, hell yep. yes. When you I see, we see Alexander Ovechkin getting around, or even look at Patrick Kane getting like $11 million. So I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah, uh, A couple more. Uh, once again, uh, Schwartz's stick. Why can't our team have the fight in, in them like the other teams? So question um, that's something that we can't answer so I, you know, <laughs> where I, I where me and you man where we had our playoff game for example when we played like we were amped up and running around like crazy people that whole game and yeah. into that game hundred percent all you know all the way. And we're playing floor hockey at a freaking rec center, right? You know. You know, I, I don't think for, that this team for for a little cheap medal sure, at the end of the day. The wrong <laughs> Correct.
0: You know, I, I don't think that this team wants to lose. There's no one that's going to argue that this team doesn't want to win. What they're going to debate, and what I will argue, is the lack of intensity, the lack of effort and a lack of consistency. I get that your opponents are doing the exact same thing you are, and you have to match them. But there's just a pattern that has come out with this team over the last five years where they dominate, they dominate, they dominate, they forget how to play hockey.
1: Which is which some people, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, people say it's a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like a coaching thing? It's
0: a culture thing. It's not a coaching thing. It's a culture thing. This team has to start to believe in themselves, and they just don't. You know, like we said earlier, this is a team that still expects to somehow, some way, screw it up. And you can see it in their play. You can see physically, on the ice, this team start to panic. And when they do that, you see all the bad habits come back. They can't clear the zone. They can't get it in deep to relieve pressure. They let the other team skate right in on them. All these bad habits come back. And until they get out of their own headspace and take that breath as a team... And take that step. And they can do it. They can do it. They just have to. And there's no coach. There's no GM. There's no magic speech. There's no magic pill that anyone can take. They just have to band together and do it.
1: Which I don't, man, I wish I had an answer. You It's a million-dollar question. It's it's the thing that's going to plague this team Depending on what happens, man. Like we're, I admit, man, we're very doom and gloom, which I think it just comes with the territory being a you know, Blues fan. Being a Blues fan. Um, but yeah, man, it's definitely not over. You know, like uh, we're to all things purposes. Last year, when we lost that Game Five in overtime when Tave scored, yeah, I legit was like, nope, we're done, because I think that was like so crushing. That was a pack record.
0: But we, the thing is the Blues haven't had that moment in the
1: series. That's what I mean. They just had crushing defeats where they've gotten blown out. They haven't had like that game where a puck like a shot from the point like that. Brent Seabrook go on right like, Preds the other night where I thought that I thought killed the Preds. I thought they were done. Oh yeah. And they came back and stormed back and made it three to two and they're uh, in Chicago tonight. But yeah. uh, no, so you know, so we'll see how it goes. So we'll record after the series one way or another. Sure. So um, you
0: may be highly intoxicated.
1: Because it tells the pain. Yeah. We
0: we because we're really happy.
1: I am I'm am, depending on how it's tomorrow goes, I might honestly set uh, this up and record as we're watching the game. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so let's wrap it up here. Uh, if you like to get a hold of us, uh we are find us on Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL. Uh, my personal Twitter at JPM Blues Fan.
0: at Hossapalooza.
1: Also find us on Facebook, uh the search Blues Hockey Podcast uh, or facebook.com com slash Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, also, if you want to get a hold of our uh, podcast girl, spokesmodel, spokesperson Melissa at MSR Melissa Nicole, uh, putting some great pictures <laughs> online in the last couple days. Yeah, I was just like, ah, good morning. All the movies. Yeah, correct. And uh, also, I think it's the same for uh, look at Melissa Nicole on Facebook, Melissa Nicole on Instagram. Correct. So, uh, also obviously where you can find us, uh, on iTunes, uh, subscribe and rate us, uh, and look, search blues hockey podcast. Also you need to find it at our website, blues dot So we also might have some interesting news after, uh, after the whole playoffs have wrapped up and we get into our season kind of wrap up and, uh, round, um, draft time. We're figuring out some logistics on some stuff. Yep. Uh, once that's kind of finalized and on, I guess, on paper or at least or something. Sure. Whatever. Just it's official. We'll kind of go with it, but we got some interesting news coming up, hopefully. So yep. a little tease there. Um, Not on anything this week, so we actually have a no, break. Was not, I was
0: about to ask you, how was the, um, how was the
1: Monday recovery? I, I did not. Did not I, called, I asked him and he never got back to me, so... They'd have to get up early on Monday, nice,
0: you?
1: so it's all right. So I was like, oh, it was nice to go on, you know, whatever. Thanks for having me, but uh, yeah. After last week, where I had that, we recorded, or two, whatever it was, yeah, we had that, we recorded, I had two interviews, and then so that night, yeah. and I, I think that one night and I did two had interviews, radio. and then we did radio the next day, so I was uh, had some late nights, so we had a lot of uh, content in that one week, kind of wore me out, and then uh. And then no, I was trying to put my focus on the Blues this week, and maybe that was the bad choice. Maybe I should not be focused on them. But anyway, so once again, here we are. Blues down three to two, going into Game Six at Minnesota, two o'clock on the NBC proper. Oh boy! So it should be a uh, interesting. So anyway, so we'll talk to you guys hopefully soon, and we'll be positive that time maybe. Hopefully, yeah. if we're positive. Here's yeah. hoping
0: that the next time we record, we're getting ready to talk about the semif- uh, Western semi semifinal series.
1: Yep, and who knows, it'll be against. That series is still very much Three, up two, in the air. Them too. Yep, so and they play tonight, I believe. So. Yeah. All good. So thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. See ya. See ya.